This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. In a belch. This belch is brought to you by Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> when life is empty and you need beans. When your heart is empty and you need to fill your gut. Go to Chipotle. <laughs> this isn't an ad. And fart it out. I know. They're like, these ads are getting so casual. Oh, no. I just feel a little broken today. Uh-huh. Why? Oh, didn't I tell you? No, no. I've been away. I was um in New Zealand. The world's crashing down around our heads. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. Huh. Well. This is the day after, you guys. Which is one of the great um nuclear war scare films from the 80s. Oh, if really? you haven't seen it and you want a different kind of scare <laughs> entertainment. Well. The day after is one of the most upsetting things I was uh, left alone to watch when I was 11 years old. I feel like that is the exact, op- exact opposite of what I need to be watching right now, considering yeah. the circumstances. Do not watch it. Which is that not only did Hillary lose, Trump won the presidency. I'm yeah. scared for our country. Jill Stein didn't come in as that third party candidate to tear it away. <laughs> not only. I would have been fine. I would have been fine. <sighs> Uh, yeah, you know, what's funny is, um, there nothing. is a, nothing at all. So <laughs> let's get this done. We just start fighting. What's funny? That it seems like, first of all, it's a hundred degrees in Los mm-hmm. Angeles today. So there's a hellscape feel mm-hmm. to all of life right now. That's very surreal and it's really quiet. It doesn't, I mean, like, cause this is California. It's very quiet. People are like, I feel like people are looking inside themselves right now. People are devastated. And I just want to like hold everyone's hand that I see. Not that I left the house much today, but when I did, it was like, I wanted to apologize to everyone who is going to be fucked, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, Including us. I mean, who know in all different ways. Uh, But Here's what I was trying to do. This is what I did, which I never do. I was just letting everybody merge in front of me today. <laughs> Anybody nice. that came anywhere near me with a blanker on, uh, I was like, go ahead. Yeah. I had my arm out the window. Go ahead, everybody. Go. Maybe we'll all be friends now. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. I, I was so cocky yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah. The conversation I had with the dude I ordered lunch from was so like, he was like, I'm scared. I'm like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. We got this jokey joke. Yeah. And I want to go back there and be like, I'm sorry. I took your fucking worry. Not seriously. But that's what it wasn't that you weren't taking it seriously. That's what everybody was doing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what everyone down to political polar pundits were doing. Yeah. The faces on Anne uh, Maddow, Maddox, when her when she kind of realized what was going on was when I was like, goodbye, going to the wine bar. Yeah. Like, what bothers me, like, okay, so, and sorry, this is becoming a political pod. Like, this is just so new and we need to, f- I'm just like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but like, it's, it's, when Bush won, I was like, oh, well, everyone's going to see what a mistake that was because it's going to affect them. But the people that this is going to affect aren't the people who voted for him. It's the people who aren't are minorities. It's not going to affect anyone who well, voted for and him. And also what's weird is there were some minorities that voted for him. That's I mean, true. there's there is a it was a con. It's a long yeah. con. And, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Hillary said, uh, we have to give him a chance and see what happens. That's, who knows? I, oh. But if you're stoked, if you're stoked today, you know, we envy that position mm-hmm. that, that you think that you have solved a problem by putting Donald Trump into the presidency. It must feel great. Yeah. Um, I personally was 
so thrilled at the idea of a woman becoming Me president. Too. It was so exciting. Uh-huh. Enjoy your not- naivety. And what's been great, though, is that like for all the posts I've put up uh, and on on the My Favorite Murder boards and stuff, not a single person has responded and been like, fuck you. You know, like, I think everyone who follows us for My Favorite Murder reasons. Nope. No. No. You saw this shit? <laughs> yes. Oh. Come to Twitter. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> really? Come to the bus stop that is Twitter oh. and see what people are really saying. I mean, it's a nice idea, but no. Okay. Which is why I don't think we should talk about politics because that's basically just telling people don't be interested in this. Okay. Let's start then. Unless you don't podcast, want to start. I mean. <laughs> no, let's start the podcast. <laughs> uh, any Anything? Any housekeeping? Do you have no housekeeping? I thought I probably did yesterday. Um, I guess that I can talk about the thing I loved, which I saw on the Facebook page, which was there was a Murderino meetup in Colorado yes. that was so awesome. Like, I kept looking at the picture this morning. It really gave me a lot of good feeling this morning. I went straight to that Facebook page, like, the second I woke up and just looked at all these people communicating with each other. And the thing that they wrote about about this meetup of all these people talking about this thing that they're interested in but then also talking about um getting a self-defense class started um they're just and they like all look like they're just kind of hanging with friends they all looked they look like people who all went to high school together like they already looked like a group of people yeah and it's i find that incredibly touching that people to me at the end of the day that's what it's all about it's like people are actually connecting with the other human beings Totally. I'm so making happy friends. for them. Yeah. Did I tell you, speaking of making friends, oh, I have to tell you about my acupuncturist and how I went, I've been seeing her for like a few, a couple of months now for my, the sciatica issue. And she's been really fucking helping me. And she's this wonderful, like soft spoken, sweet person. She reminds me of like a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. And Wait, I, is it, where is it? It's in Silver Lake. Oh, at the Dow. It's not at the Dow of. No. Okay. Shout out to Holly. Um, she, I came in to, to get my acupuncture this week, last week, and she was like, so one of my clients knows I'm into true crime and said to me, you need to listen to this podcast. And she's like, I listened to three episodes of it before. I was like, I wonder who these girls are. And then she's like, and then I looked at it and it was you. Uh, like she didn't even know it was me while uh, she was listening, but she's like, I, I like it a lot. And then of course told me her hometown murder, which was she from? fucking awesome, San Diego. And about like a girl who got killed from high school and her mom got killed and it turned out that they were into dealing drugs and shit. And the cops initially thought that it was like the serial killer that was going around at the time. And they're like, it doesn't fit the MO, but maybe it is. And then they found out that they were dealing drugs. And Wow. I know. Wait, that just reminded me. I had a similar experience at the rap party for my job. Oh. Um, I'm not going to be able to remember her name now. It might be Cassie. It might be something with an O. Uh, but anyway, it was Casio. Kind of, it's Casio. It was, okay, I met a Casio keyboard from the 80s. And I put it on Bossa Nova and danced by myself at a rap Just party. Just yelling murderino. <laughs> and it was basically, oh, I yeah. got to get the murderino. Karen, stop it. You're sober. Karen, this is why this is a rap party. It's because <laughs> we all wanted to get... It's actually still going on. We were just trying to convince you that it's over. We were trying to wrap you personally yeah, out of this job. We're trying to be nice, so uh, making it hard. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but anyway, she works... I can't remember where... She works somehow on the show. Sorry. Her name is like, something and she works... Her, her name is something. She means the world to me. She works somewhere. <laughs> and she's blonde. She was so sweet. She works for um, the show somehow, but like in a... Like for the network or for publicity or something mm-hmm. where it's not in our office yeah. or whatever. So it's okay that you're like... You didn't work with her for f- four months and then not know her name. Never seen her, never Great. met her. Fine. Also, there's a chance she doesn't work on the show and she, it was her roommate that works on the show. <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it. But end of the day, the fun part is she she listened to the podcast and wanted to know what show I was working oh my on God. when I would talk about it. And then she so she goes, and then I saw you here. Now oh I know God. what show you've been working on. It was the, it was very fun and exciting. I have I just remembered now now that I'm, I'm, this fog of depression is lifting over me a little bit because I'm laughing for the first time yes. since yesterday. It's a, it's key. It's crucial. It really is. So, two th- one, uh, the Americana in Glendale 
I go into Madewell, who makes great jeans, great expensive jeans. This is like my first time in my life not buying ten dollars jeans. <laughs> and I get a pair. I buy a. I go to. I go to put one on. I go to grab a pair. That, and then of course the ones that are on top fall to the ground. Yes, as they do. Sure. Right as this like sweet girl comes up to me to like, can I help? And I thought I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm making a mess. And she's I'm like, I'm scared because these jeans are expensive. Right. And I just toppled a bunch of them. She's like. Are you Georgia? And I was no. like, yes. And she's like, we listened to, we, we heard that the J. Crew shout out that you had done. And like, we do that too. No. Yes. They were so sweet. We've spread to the Americana. So the Americana made well, ladies. What's up? Shout Hi, out. Hi, girls and guys. And then yesterday, I think I just met girls. So it's okay. Uh, yesterday I went to this French restaurant in Echo Park to try to watch the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> And it was too crowded for me. But as I walk in, uh, this table, like, hi, hi at me. And I just hide back because I don't ever recognize anyone, you know, and they're like, murdering. I was like, oh, good. I don't know. And they were just random fucking. Wow. Fans. Jesus. That's ha- so that's three. I feel like this part of the podcast might to an outsider. Yeah. Seem. Oh, yeah. Uh, self-indulgent. But as we have had to answer in, in, uh, even that is, what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> this is very new to us. Yeah. And so when these things happen, it's still hilarious and fun for it's us. It's exciting for and us. And exciting. And um, it's its own, you know, it's like greetings corner yeah. or whatever. Where it's, like, it's like meeting friends you didn't know you had. And it's so exciting just to be like, to meet these like cool people who are, no one's been crazy to me yet. They're all no, like, they're not, there are very few crazy yeah. ones. And, and then when it stretches out to like my fucking acupuncturist, who by all accounts is like a nice, normal human being. And she's like, I like it. What she's are the supposed chances? to be like mind body. And then she's she like, mind body murder. Totally is. Yeah. Holly. Holly. She's so great. What up? If anyone needs in Silver Lake a recommendation for a great acupuncturist, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter because clearly I never go there <coughs> and don't Get know how there. awful people are. You do know the password, right? Yeah, I go. I go there. Okay. You're um, like, you do know that you can take please. some of the reins and update it. Once <laughs> no, in a no, fucking. no, no. I didn't mean that way. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm all about the Instagram right now. My favorite right. murder Instagram. Real nice people. I mean, what we're saying is there's fucking nice people everywhere and it's nice to know and it's nice to remind each other yeah. of and keep saying hi and we'll try to do the same and maybe remember your name or where no. you worked. No. Oh, she was the nicest person. She seems nice. The one I can't remember. <sighs> Cassie. Callie. Someone, she looked like she was from the Midwest. She was so happy. Cassio. I feel like. You know, let's talk about let's something else. Let's awful. Just not- <laughs> let's talk about another. Like, let's get our minds off an awful. Okay. Life. Do you, here's a transitional awful topic. Okay. The woman who was found chained like a dog right. inside the metal container, right, in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, they have found four bodies on the property. Four bodies buried, and so far that fucking Amazon shit. Oh, yes. That's so many people sent me that. Did you look at it? Yes. I didn't look at it. So this guy who's like, by all accounts, a serial killer. Yeah. Who already had a record for a child molestation. Rape at gunpoint. Rape at gunpoint. Somehow that's just, again, let's just make everything awful. Yeah. Uh, He has been commenting on the tools he's used to (sighs) kill people and chain them up on Amazon, reviewing them and saying shit like, uh, this, if I, I haven't killed anyone with this yet, but when I do, this will be a great tool. Like I mean, straight up admitting like this, this chain, this padlock is great for chaining people. Like, oh, <laughs> dude, I think it's still up there too. I think the cops are looking into it. So they haven't taken them down yet. Maybe that's, I feel like that's second only to my favorite internet comments, which are on those sugar free gummy oh, bears. My God. Which is now let's just turn this around here. Here's we're going to we're going to just we're mining for positivity. Let's do some fun. Today. Should I find a couple? Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. If you want to. Okay. So and I'll just I'm, I'm sure everybody knows this. It's kind of legendary. But if you don't, I don't think a lot of people know this. So they these this gummy bear company made their own version of sugar free gummy bears. Yeah. And they were for sale on Amazon. And the reviews for these sugar sugar free gummy bears that have that contain some chemical it's called um sugar alcohol 
Okay, so sugar alcohol apparently makes you shit your pants. It does. So there are reviews where people were like, oh my God, I, I was shitting all day. Like people just talking about these gummy bears just wreaking havoc on their intestinal system and they just get more ridiculous and poetic as they go. People are really like, being there's a lot there's a few different places of like um products that people will pick up on and cover like there's like a single big pen and it's just like people are talking about like time travel and what the big pen has done for them (laughs) this is this makes me happy yes um it's kind of gross. Do it. I mean, well, here's one. Be sure to also buy a tub of OxyClean with this to get the blood and diarrhea stains <laughs> out of your underwear, clothes, furniture, pets, loved ones, ceiling fans. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh my God. Everything previously written is true. It's all true. Don't eat more than 15 in a sitting unless you were trying to power wash your intestines. <laughs> uh, the cramping started about an hour later and soon enough I was in a I was as bloated as a balloon in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. When the rumbling started, I sprinted down the hallway and made it to the bathroom just in time for the four horsemen of the apocalypse to stampede from my backside, laying waste to my home septic system and my will to live. (laughs) After three hours of a pelvis-shaking gummy bear assault, I was spongy and weak, surprised that I had any bones left. I cursed Haribo. Haribo. Haribo, that's the company. (laughs) With the little strength I could muster. But here's the cool, cool thing about them, is that... People and it's in the reviews. People with like really bad illnesses who get uh, constipated. I think can't. I think <gasps> a lot of chemo them? makes you uh, unable to shit. You are are now like recommending them take two. Like post <laughs> no. yes, yes. Like it's relieving constipation. We I sat in my friend Stephanie and I sat in her car one day and I just read them and we were both <laughs> crying. We were just crying laughing. There's a banana car. slicer. That's a good one, too, if you ever get sad and bored tonight. Banana uh, slicer reviews? There's banana slicer reviews that are just hilarious. Nice. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, don't eat sugar alcohol. Be careful. It's in a lot of stuff, and I've eaten it before, and it makes you so bloated. You're in so much pain. Wow, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it'll say it's, it's in a lot of stuff, and you think, oh, it's just sugar, because it says sugar alcohol. That's fucking terrible. Wow. Yep. It's like a sugar substitute? Yeah, it's like a... But I think it's an app, an extraction of sugar that they take, and they're like, it's sugar free. Oh right, yeah. It's nah. like, no, don't eat that. Just eat sugar, um, guys. Just use sugar. Ultimately, at the end of the day, except for those of you who have quit sugar, Karen named Karen. I'm Kugel. proud. I'm so impressed with you. Thank you. As a sugar addict, I'm well, impressed. once it's out of your system, you don't crave it anymore. That's yeah. the shocking part. But what if I still crave cake? Like I don't want sugar. But I want cake. You know what I mean? It's like a different... You're making up what's going to happen to you? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Well, like, I I know you don't crave sugar. Like, you're not like, I want something sweet, but I want cake. But it's a different something. thing. No, but it's like, I want a piece a of cake. Yeah. Well, that's just an idea. That's true. That, um, may, that may need to go psychological for, not just... Yeah. I mean, I think all of it's kind of psychological. Yeah. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye.
There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Uh, should we just not talk about murder? This- I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we've touched upon it enough. Um, I, I like. mean, we really have. Re- we've danced around it a lot. Let's have this one be all about. Let's just read review funny reviews this whole episode. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. We kind of could. Um, Do you want to look at the banana slicer? Yes. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find any. Do you want me to read you another? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have a good one, but it's also like, is it better than what's happening right now? <laughs> I want to read a good one. Okay. After a few hours, I had an extreme buildup of gas with no relief. All I could was lay down and pray for a fart. That might sound funny, but when you've eaten something that has basically turned you into blue, into the blueberry girl from <laughs> Willy Wonka, you're pleading with your life. Violet Beauregard is her name. Oh. Uh, there's like, okay, I want to find the Bic Pen one. Let's see. Bic- I just found Banana Slicer. Okay, read And this one. is a BuzzFeed article, so you can actually find it. Okay. It's the article called Amazon Reviews of This Plastic Banana Slicer Are Just the Best. (laughs) Um, So here's the first one. For decades, I've been trying to come up with an ideal way to slice a banana. Use a knife, they say. (laughs) Well, my parole officer won't allow me to be around knives. Shoot it with a gun. Background check. Hello. I had to resort to carefully attempt to slice these those bananas with my bare hands. 99.9% of the time, I would just get so frustrated that I'd just end up squishing the fruit in my hands and throwing it against the wall in anger. Then after a fit of banana-induced rage, my parole officer introduced me to this kitchen marvel and my life was changed. <laughs> what can I say about this 571B banana slicer that hasn't already been said about the wheel, penicillin, or the iPhone? This is one of the greatest inventions of all time. My husband and I would argue constantly over over who had to cut the the day's banana slices. No one. (laughs) It's one of those torch chores no one wants to do you know the old i spend the entire day rearing our children maybe you can pitch in and cut these bananas and of course you think i have the energy to slave over your damn bananas i worked a 12-hour shift just to come on to these to this i mean this fucking thing goes on for like My seven God, more paragraphs i love it uh all right let me find one banana for- slicer it's like a play it's like um <laughs> people getting their creativity out I love on those. amazon okay the 10 best here's the thought catalog has the 10 best reviews for a big pens for her someone has answered my gentle prayers and finally designed a pen that i can use all month long <laughs> i use it when i'm swimming riding a horse walking on the beach and doing yoga it's comfortable leak-proof non-slip and it makes me feel so feminine and pretty since i've been using these pens men have found me more attractive and approachable <laughs> it's given me soft skin and manageable hair and it's really given me the self-esteem i needed to start a book club and flirt with the bait the bag boy at my local market my drawings of kittens and ponies have improved and now that i'm writing my last name hyphenated with the robert with Robert Patterson's last name. (laughs) I really believe he may someday marry me. I'm positively giddy. Those smart men in marketing have come up with a pen that my lady parts can really identify with. Where has this pen been all my life? That's the big pen for her. For her. And it's like pink and Probably a piece of shit pink pen with... (laughs) Oh my God. So stupid. I do think we should do murders. Okay. I mean, just because there's some some Trump lovers who are like, hey, can I have my favorite show? 
Hey, why can't I have what I want? Oh, right. In 2016 yeah. America. Wait a second. I want something. Give it to me now. Cut that part out, Stephen. No, don't. <laughs> I want something. Give it to me now. I'll go first this week. Please. Instead of asking, I'll volunteer. Please. I'll throw myself in front of the train. Please. And here's why it's that. Because... Is it a train murder? It's a train... <laughs> Did someone get... That actually happened recently. Did you see that? Yes, that they thought she was, they said it was a suicide. And then when they checked the tape, the girl was clearly unconscious and the guy put her on the tracks. That one. Yes. But also in New York, a woman pushed a girl under the tracks. What? And it's happened a couple. I like, then it was like going on to tell you all the times it's happened in the past like few years. Why did, do they know why? I think this woman just was like, uh. Crazy cuckoo? Yeah. I was trying to put it delicately, but that sounds better than like mentally ill because someone would be like, we don't call it mentally ill anymore. She's crazy cuckoo. Yeah. Today, could you please give us a pass today? Can you give us a break? Could I have five minutes to myself? Can I have one thing I want in life? (laughs) Can I have one fucking win today? (laughs) In just once. No. The answer is no. You can't. It's 103. Pretty soon, I'm going to be in a constant. Is that a fire? What? Oh, what's that? Fucking neighbors, they like, yes, it's a fire in their barbecue that they light oh. next to their fucking house. Oh, my God. They scared me, too. That was like a movie where in the corner of my eye, I saw pink and red flickering. And you're like, huh. Where it's, that's, that was like something from The Omen. No, it's going to be these motherfuckers. They like put, <laughs> they put, it's the people with the screaming children. They put fucking like lighter fluid on their barbecue. Oh. Literally tell them how far they're, it's a, it's an alleyway. Yes. And it's next to the house. We're not close. And I saw the fire. Flames. Yeah. Shooting up. Jesus Christ. They, ha- they do it all the time. And then they're going to be out there for fucking hours. <laughs> it's, I need to move so bad. I need to, I'm just, can I please have a break? I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm just not having a good. I mean, none of us are. Good life right now. It's uh yeah. All right. So um, then this week, we're just going to read your hometown murders. Yeah. As our main thing. Yeah. Oh, this starts off with a very professional note. And it says in the un- note, colon, in the unlikely event you refer to this story on air or publicly, please do not share my name or email address. Anonymous <laughs> is good enough. I love your podcast and look forward to each one every week. Thanks for being awesome. Let's uh, give out that email address. <laughs> I love that. It's so reasonable. Yeah. It's exactly what I needed that first time. I gave that woman's full information. <laughs> There's a second piece of information there that I'll tell you after the podcast that's really good, but I don't, cool. I don't think I should read it since I think it would indicate who this person is. Is it a famous person? It's, they have a, they have a, uh, connection to mm. a famous serial killing team. And their email address is justin at timberlake.com. <laughs> His publicist is a real B. So we give out his. All right. So here's what Anonymous has to say. My parents moved us to the Santa Clarita Valley near Magic Mountain and the site of the San San Francisco Dam disaster in 1988. Santa Clarita was an underdeveloped. Um, and had a lot of wooded hills and was more of a small town. People noticed new people moving in and local shops would call you by your first name. We didn't even have to lock our car, car doors. That's what my town was like. In 1989, a little girl named Sarah Hodges disappeared in Newhall. She was only seven years old and her parents assumed that she had maybe wandered off and gotten hurt or was at a friend's house and hadn't told them. Aww. A citywide search was immediately put into place, including house-to-house searches, dogs, mounted police helicopters, neighborhood volunteers searching the brush and woods. One of the volunteers was her 14-year-old neighbor named Curtis Cooper. Curtis had been living with his father in Florida until a few months before and now lived with his mom, Crystal, in a room she rented from Mrs. Kazmar. It was rumored that Curtis and Crystal both slept in the same large waterbed in a single room. Mrs. Kazmar's house was five doors away from Sarah's house. Uh Uh-oh. Curtis used to play with Sarah and sometimes went horseback riding with her and was one of the first to volunteer for her when she disappeared. Red flag. This sounds familiar. It does. I think you've done this Did I do the one where he... Because it's waterbed. Oh, no, because he lived in a house. Oh, he did? With them. No, yeah. Okay. But it's very familiar, very similar to the murder I did once. Yeah. 
it's slightly older boy and little girl and waterbed and water Holy totally shit. same thing okay the dogs, the mounted police, the neighbors, and the house-to-house search, including Mrs. Kazmar's house, turned up nothing. Sarah's face was everywhere, and she was the talk of the schools. She was the lead news story every night and in all the papers. How could a seven-year-old just disappear in this small, sleepy, shit-kickery town? <laughs> Shortly after Sarah disappeared, the Coopers had a fan blowing out their window running day and night. Mrs. Kazmar, th- Kazmar thought it was odd that the fan was blowing out instead of in. And that it was going all the time. She also began to smell something foul from the Cooper's room. And finally went to investigate while they were both out. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, Mrs. Kazmar. Mm -hmm. Rock the Kazmar. (laughs) See, you still got it. You still got it. (laughs) Just always. Rock the Kazmar. Four days after she had disappeared, Mrs. Kazmar... Some reports say it was Crystal found the fully clothed decomposing body of Sarah Hodges. She was wedged between the wall and the headboard of the waterbed. She was in there with both of them? Yeah, Curtis and Crystal had slept with Sarah beneath their heads with the fan blowing for three days. What the fuck? At first, the news reported that maybe Sarah had been playing hide-and-go-seek and had wedged herself into tightly and snapped her neck. Mm-hmm. That was a story the Coopers were selling anyway. However, an examination revealed Sarah had been strangled and sexually assaulted. Mm. It was thought that she was murdered in Curtis's room and hidden there only a few hours before the deputies searched the house. Oh, my God. Uh, it turns out that Curtis had been in trouble in Florida and had been arrested for committing several petty thefts and burglaries and basically had to leave. Curtis claimed he had been looking for help for years for his, quote, severe emotional problems. But in Florida, he was, quote, shifted from agency to ag- agency without ever receiving proper treatment. Apparently, whatever Curtis had done, it was bad enough for Florida not to want him. <laughs> The person wrote that. And I guess it was, according to the deputy district attorney who prosecuted him, Curtis had planned the murder about a week before it occurred. Planned it? Planned it. And also planned, but never carried out a, carried out a similar murder two years earlier while in Florida when he would have been around 12 or 13. Holy shit. Rosenbeck, uh, Oh, that deputy district attorney had claimed that Curtis had a belief that he had to kill to have sexual relations. Although he was found by the court experts to have some brain damage, it was not enough for an insanity defense. Curtis was convicted of a murder with a special allegation of sexual assault and received 25 years to life. Although California Youth Authority could only actually hold him until he's 25. What? Which would have been in the year 2000. Oh, my God. Four months after Sarah was found, her father went to her gravesite, sat vigil all night, then shot and killed himself Ugh. over her grave. He was only 36 years Oh, old. honey. All of them. Oh, anonymous. That was a really good email. How did, who was molesting that kid then? You know, like, you don't just become a sexual predator at 12. I mean, he lived in Florida. Any fucking thing. It could have been like a clown in his closet. The worst things happen there. Well, this will just go to show you how important it is to fund uh, <laughs> mental health facilities and get people that uh, mental health and that for the government to not defund and all the <laughs> goodbye <laughs> it's already been defunded we haven't had that right. in so long that's fair but uh, but it's i think gonna under get this new trump presidency it's gonna come back yeah time no for sure <clears throat> like, i feel like that empathetic yep you know hold up your brother care for others positive works that's it's gonna be happening yeah it's gonna be beautiful uh it's a brand new day mm-hmm. all right this is from Jacqueline. And the, <laughs> of course, I read this because all cap subject line is Adirondack nightmare. Full on fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, hello. Love the podcast, obviously. But I'll get to right to the point here. My brother told me the story yesterday about his fiance's cousin. Fasten your seatbelts, motherfuckers. <laughs> She wrote motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. My soon to be sister in law's cousin was going through some shit, so her dad suggested she go up to their house in the Adirondacks for a few days to clear her head. God, that sounds nice, doesn't it? I, I would love to be there right this Let's second. Let's go. Because also, it wouldn't be 105. It also wouldn't be 105. <laughs> uh, she, and then also, that would mean someone had money in your family, because having a house in the Adirondacks, that's gotta be like fancy. I mean, don't they have their own chair? <laughs> the Adirondacks have their, even have their own chair. It's an area of the country that has its own has chair. Its own, and it's a comfy chair. It's How like a, rich you have to be like it's a chair that's supposed to you're supposed to have a mojito in one hand yes you know what i mean it's a relaxing in the summertime chair absolutely ah. 
she went out for a long weekend, had been hearing some noises in the vents and just around the house, but she knew her dad had been having issues with squirrels in the house recently. I bet it's not squirrels. It's not squirrels. <laughs> so she didn't think anything of it and just wrote it off for a few days. Bad idea. Bad idea. That's what that, yeah. Finally, after a few days, she calls her dad and tells him about the noises she's been hearing, and he tells her just to call the police to sort it out, as you do. She's reluctant at first because she doesn't want to bother the police if it's nothing, and then she wrote, fuck politeness. But her dad, I don't want to bother the police. I don't want to bother the police whose job it is to check things out. Yeah. So I'm just going to get murdered. I I don't know if that's true. But her dad convinces her to call, so she does. Listen to a man. When he tells you what to do. Oh, man. She tells the police. We're just like. It's so angry. We're just, just attacking anyone Eddie, that comes into this, the line of sight. sweet dad. He's like, yep. honey, I'm worried about you. Fuck Call that them. dad. Fuck him. Fuck the Adirondack chair. <laughs> Fuck it all. She tells the police the deal and they say, sure, we'll come check it out. Are you alone in the house? To which she replies, yes. And they say, okay, no problem. We'll come check it out. Just give us a few hours. No more than five minutes later, a squad of police cars roll up to her house, lights and sirens ablaze and then tell her to get out of the house now, come outside. Turns out there was a fucking man in her basement the entire time building a fucking cage to fucking keep her in. No. What? He was building the cage in her house? I guess she had gone on a date with this man a few weeks prior (sighs) and he had been stalking her ever since he Followed her upstate and casually fucking began building a goddamn cage to keep her in. (laughs) In the basement. (laughs) This is all her. In the basement of her own house. I wish I'd save this for last because how are we going to beat this? No, I know. This is the one to beat. The cops were able to figure it out because when she told them she was alone in the house, they saw or heard, I'm not sure, that someone else was on the phone line in the house. When I'm yelling, it's all her all caps, but also me freaking the fuck out. They saw that. Someone else was on the phone line in the house. That's some straight out of a scary story you tell at a slumber party shit, <laughs> she says. The cre- that is. It's like a, that's Dude, an urban legend. For sure. Like, yeah. She probably made it up. Uh, <laughs> easy, oh. easy. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean Jackie. I mean, this is certain. No, I'm sure she's fine. The creepiest thing to me is that this dickweed had plenty of time to do whatever he wanted with this girl, but he was keeping her like a pet until the very right moment to to do God knows what. Thank God nothing happened to her and she was able to stay sexy and not get cage murdered. Keep up the good work, good. ladies. Bye. Oh my God. Thank you, Jackie. That was Jackie, that was nutso. Epic. That, do you want to know what that reminded me of? Yes. I just had a recovered memory. Uh-oh. Now, something happened to you? Yes. Ooh. But it doesn't, it, uh, clearly it's not going <laughs> to end. I hope it's good. not. That. It's not. <laughs> Similar. Um, but this was, I came home from being, uh, so after I lived in Sacramento, I moved back home. Right. To live with failed my parents college. for a year because I had failed college right, and I had right. failed life. Right. And so you I had to go back though. home and live with my parents to just be a failure. That's always fun. I, d- I did that too. But I would drive up to Sacramento to hang out with my friends because my whole social circle was, was like an hour and a half away. Oh. Really sucked a lot. Yeah. So this one time I came home and, uh, I was going to go downtown to meet somebody. I can't remember. It was like a bar or whatever. And I was blow drying my hair. And the, also we had this cat that was acting crazy, just being super weird and flinching and doing weird shit. And I kept going like, what is, why are you doing mm-hmm. that? And so. I heard a loud noise while I was blow drying my hair. So I turn the blow dryer off and I just stand there. And then I'm hearing like very faint noises. So like, like a tick here, almost like house settling. Noises, yeah. Like but someone moving slowly through the house. Yeah. Or just the house settling. <laughs> right, just like the- I can't tell. Yeah. So I go into my parents' room and they had a, their closet had its own door on mm-hmm. it. And I go to open the door. No, don't open it. And they're, it's, it won't open. Like, it's like someone's pushing back on the door. Karen! And so I run out of the house, get into my car. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. And drive to my old house, cause we, this was the house we moved right. into when I was a teen. In the city. Uh, exactly. I move, I drive out to, and this is also, um, you know what? Maybe I wasn't going out because it was like late at night. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Okay. I go out to my old neighbor, Andy Withington's, and I wake him up. Him and his roommate, Craig, were, like sleeping in this weird part of their house. And I'm do. like, you, there's someone in my house. You have to come with yeah. me. I get them to come back to the house with me. They're all like buoyed up. And yeah. Like, yeah. Let's check this shit out. 
We go in, we're looking around everywhere, and then Andy goes to open that door, the bath, um, the closet door, and he opens it, and it was like kind of stuck. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's probably what it was. And then as we're both standing, he's like, it was stuck. You're so stupid. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I look up. No. And there's one of those attic holes. Yeah. And the attic hole thing (gasps) is turned to the side. And I was just like, look, I just pointed up at him. And he's like, holy fuck. And we ran out and called 911. Oh, my God. And the Petaluma police, because it's a tiny town, Mm -hmm. were there like literally like in two minutes there was yeah. a cop walking in my backyard Holy shit. like sneaking around it was crazy and then i had to give this whole thing and there was no one there and it was no one and it was nothing and no, it i was don't something. know why they looked up in the attic like they looked everywhere and it was nothing it was something it was so crazy and scary also because what in between the time where i thought someone was pushing back on my parents yeah. closet door Jumping into the car and driving out to the yeah. country to get Andy Withington was like one of the scariest things I've ever oh, done. Because you're like, someone's following me or in my backseat. Or, or just what is happening. Like, But that doesn't make it. Okay. It, that doesn't make any sense that those both those things happened mm-hmm. together. Especially the second part. Like The only thing is the second part, it could have already been like that. And sure. I just never knew. It was like one of those things you don't notice. Sure. So what did your parents say? My dad's like, you need to take it easy. <laughs> Of course. Thanks, Dad. My dad's like, oh, d- drama. Oh, yeah. Men yeah. fucking belittling women. And they're fucking <laughs> fear. This was the one that Georgia just got. <laughs> Militant. Are you ready for everything you could ever want in a murder story? Yeah. Because that's what I got right here from Lauren. Cool. She said, okay, this may end up a little long, but it's totally worth it. I grew up in a small northwest suburb of Chicago. My whole life, I've been hearing about the Colombo murders. It happened around the corner from the house I grew up in, but I wasn't born until 10 years later. Here goes. In 1976, Patty Colombo and her loser boyfriend, DeLuca, broke into the home she grew up in and murdered her mother, father, and 13-year-old brother. The father, Frank, was shot by DeLuca and then bludgeoned with a bowling trophy by Patty. Ooh, that's symbolic. That's not good. Good. Patty's mom, Mary, was found cowering in the bathroom. She was shot between the eyes, which medical examiners said killed her before she even hit the floor. And then her throat was slit. Oh, you know, just to be sure. Here's the most fucked up part. And this is bad because it's her 13 year old brother. Her brother, Michael, 13, had slept through the initial attack. So Patty and her boyfriend, DeLuca, woke him up by shooting at him. (sighs) Then Patty stabbed her brother. 87 times with sewing scissors. Oh my God. When he was found, officers thought he had a case of the measles, but then they realized his measles were little gashes all over his body. Holy shit. Patty and DeLuca then set the thermostat to 97, left the house. The bodies weren't found until three days later. When Patty was informed of the murders, instead of rushing to their side, she started pointing fingers to potential leads and even tried to tie the mob, uh, Chicago, what up, at, uh, tie in the mob, sorry. At the funeral, she was openly flirting with detectives who... Uh, with a detective who was playing the role to make Patty crack. Mm. After more digging, they found a bunch of fucked up shit, like a film of Patty having sex with DeLuca's German shepherd. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. And then in all caps, she wrote, like, how does that even work? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, Lauren. This is terrible. This is terrible. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, so her boyfriend, Patty's Mm -hmm. boyfriend, was 36 and she was 16. Shut up. Yep. Uh, Ew. And he was married with five kids. What the fuck? What year? Oh, man. Fuck everything. Uh, Oh, they got indeterminate life sentences, which really means 200 to 300 years. Holy shit. So good. A little justice got served there. Good God. That had. I mean, Lauren, when you said this. Is it had everything you could ever want in a murder story. It had a lot of things I did not want. Yeah. Did not want. That's true. Have never wanted. Totally. Ugh. Oh. 
Why do I always remember lyrics to songs, Karen, that I haven't heard for years, but I always forget my email passwords? I know, right? It's like our brains only want us to retain useless information, but with 1Password, that problem solved. 1Password is an award-winning password manager that's trusted by families and large-scale companies alike. If you're tired of being the person that everyone texts for a streaming login, hand that honor to 1Password. They let you share logins with people and with groups. With 1Password, you can securely switch between any device type or operating system. That means if you're a family or business that uses both Mac and PC, you won't have trouble sharing your private data. Don't let the name fool you. 1Password does more than just store passwords. It can autofill usernames, payment details, and personal information. And they notify you about potential data breaches. For business operations, 1Password has a dedicated support team that will integrate its security tools into your existing workflow. 1Password saves everyone time. And we all know that time saved equals money saved saved. Your accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. 1Password was named Wirecutter's best password manager and companies like Salesforce and IBM trust 1Password to secure their most sensitive information. So you can too. Right now, our listeners get a free two-week trial at 1Password.com slash MFM. That's two free weeks at 1, as in the number 1, Password.com slash MFM. 1Password.com slash MFM. Goodbye. This one is from Mary, and it's called My Husband's Murder House. Hey, Georgia and Karen, I've been binging on your podcast over the past two months on my drive to and from work. Since I tote my puppy with me so that I can drop him off at doggy daycare, he's been binge listening too. (laughs) And his cute puppy face makes it easier to get through the more depressing parts of your podcast. Uh, Picture, please. (laughs) Um, You two are hilarious, though, and I feel much better trained to avoid ever getting murdered. Thanks. Okay. Uh, so she has two murders. Let's just try this one and see if it's good enough to get to yeah. the second one. Yeah. The first took place in my husband's previous house, and he, my husband, met the murderer. My husband sold his home near Columbus, South Carolina to Shedrick and Kia Miller, the sound made up, in 2012, about a year before we met. The couple appeared to be very happy and moved into the house with their two small children. Skip ahead a year or so. In January 2014, Shedderick's mother hadn't heard from him in several days and went to his house to check on him. She found the two children, aged three and one, so sad, dead in their beds, and the couple dead in their bed just down the hall. According to the police investigation, the mother and two children had been shot in the head by the father, husband, and then Shedderick turned the gun on himself. A little crazy to believe, especially since no one suspected anything was wrong with the family. They held Bible studies in their home and church member said they didn't show any signs of having problems. Same Um, from the neighbors. What about holding Bible studies in your home? (laughs) What about inviting people into your home? Like (laughs) fucking psychopaths. Get out of my home. I mean, I'm getting my carpet clean tomorrow and I want to charge everyone who's ever been in my apartment to get my carpet clean. Oh, that's a good idea. Isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you like $7. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Steven, you in for a couple bucks? I'll give you five. Thank you. Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Kia's sister came forward shortly after, though, and stated that Kia had talked to her about Shudderick's overbearing control of her, but that since he wasn't violent towards her, Kia thought she'd be okay. One positive of the story is that Kia's sister is now sharing her sister's abuse story and her own experiences in an abusive relationship with others in, a, in, in a, an effort to help women in the same situation. The other story is a little more unnerving for me and a warning to single ladies to be very careful about who you get involved with. Well, I'm now sorry. I have to read it. The what? other story is more unnerving than the story you just read? I think... Should I... Uh, you might as well. I mean, this is a... This is a fucking... Yeah. This is a fucking shit show. This is that everything is going wrong. A- episode show. 42 is an abject failure. Yep. It's called, this episode's going to be called Abject Failure, right? <laughs> yes. The victim, Jennifer Wilson, was my professor for a graduate course, and I want to express that she was an intelligent, compassionate, caring, and beautiful woman who I had the greatest respect for. I'm going to guess she's dead now, probably. Right? I mean. Uh, anyways, and she just talks about something totally different. Yeah. Uh, and the loss of her life impacted a lot of people. She was brutally killed by Hank Hayes on... in. 2011. She had met Hank Hayes through a dating site and they dated on and off for a little while. Hayes, H-A-W-E-S is Hayes. Or is that ha- Hayes, right? How? Hey. H-A-W-E-S? Uh-huh. Hawes? Hawes. Was a little obsessed with Jennifer though and not in a good way. I mean, one's a good way. I mean. She picked up on his 
She picked up on this and made an effort to end their relationship, but he refused to let her move on. He would constantly text her and wouldn't leave her alone. He showed up to her home in the middle of the night one evening and attacked her. One of her neighbors heard her pleading for her life and called the police. When they arrived, Jennifer had been stabbed 12 times in her neck and upper body and had defensive wounds on her arms. Her body and hair had been cleaned. She was unclothed, wrapped in a duvet cover and placed on her couch. Haas was still in the home, his clothes soaked in blood, and he had slit his wrist. He was tried for Jennifer's murder, and it only took the jury 30 minutes to determine he was guilty. Wow. He is currently serving a life sentence without parole. Ugh, what a wretched man. Ladies, watch out for yourselves. Hug your puppies and cats and don't get murdered. Thanks again for the awesome podcast, Mary. I feel like I saw that story uh, where the guy's... Uh, like on an ID channel, like some kind of stalking show. Yeah. Because... Oh, yeah, there's those stalked, awful stalk shows. I mean, they have every version of every horrible thing that's happened to people as a series. Bleep Did I Marry? I mean... That's a show. What about Swampkin or something like that? Or Swamp... Swamp Killers or something. Swamp Killers. Just only only murders in swamps. Then they have just ones of uh, siblings only. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What else is there? People who have used mason jars only to kill people. (laughs) Oh, you mean Martha Martha Stewart murders? (laughs) It's called the Shabby Chic murders. (laughs) She thought she was classy, but she was just cheap. (laughs) Turns out she wanted a light stain on her old bookcase. And that would be the end of her. But instead, this stain was of blood on her carpet. (laughs) It would be fun to be in one of those... those uh, voiceover people for, yeah. the, for the ID channel. Yeah. Because you kind of talk like this, and then you talk like this. And the reality is... And then it's scary down here. Everything's fine, and you're wonderful, but then... But then you go into the basement. And something happens. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do one more, or are you um, done I mean, then? let's see. I think I marked one more. Okay. I, why don't you... Let's see. Why don't you... Why don't... Oh, wait. I've just found another one. (laughs) Okay. You go. Ready? Oh, this is, um, this is one that I got excited when I saw because, uh, it, we already talked about this. This is firsthand. So it's from Stephanie. And the subject line is The story is everything my favorite murder dreams slash nightmares are made of. Hello, ladies. First and foremost, I love your podcast and I can't get enough. I recently started listening and got my mom hooked too. Yay. I'm pretty sure. Hi. Hey. I'm pretty sure my husband is deeply unsettled by this and doesn't (laughs) understand my true crime fascination. I feel like those three, that's a trifecta. Someone finds it, they tell their mom their husband is freaked out by them. Yeah. That keeps happening. Yeah. I love it. I think that's how great marriages are built. Yeah. Um, so my hometown murder is probably something you've seen in the news recently, and it takes place mainly in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This I is said it. north, but it's south. Yes. Todd Kolhep has been charged with kidnapping Kala Brown or Kayla Brown, Kala, and keeping her chained by the neck and ankles for two months inside a metal storage container on his property. Did I mention Kayla lived down the street from me in Anderson, South Carolina? As if it wasn't horrifying enough. Turns out he's a full-fledged serial killer and a bunch of bodies... And they found a bunch of bodies buried on his property. In 1987, Todd Kolhep was convicted in Arizona for kidnapping and sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. Mm. He was only 15 at the time of the crime. What? Oh, I, I didn't see that. It's really nice when we talk vaguely about something and then someone comes in with the facts with and facts. fills them in for us. It's and great. We don't even have to do any research. I love this. Me too. Um, Kolop served 14 years in prison wow. for this crime and registered as a sex offender when he got out. He decided to resettle in South Carolina where he purchased 100 secluded acres oh, of land. That's always a good sign. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> Add that to the red flag list. Ugh, it's long. Secluded acres of land. Uh, over 10 secluded acres. You don't need it. You don't need that many. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. I don't um, even know what that looks like. It's t- really big. Yeah. And it's only for cows. And storage uh, containers. She said, can he be any more murdery? <laughs> uh, how was he allowed to do this? I mean, I guess it wasn't near a school or park, but just furthers the case for staying out of the damn woods. He became a real estate agent. Oh, why does that? For some reason, that really bothers me. Because <laughs> he's around people all the time. Families. And, and this, I and remember. Houses. Yes. And houses. The, she was working for him. Oh, 
eventually starting his own company and employing as many as 10 other agents. Do you have to disclose your sex offender status to your employees? If you're the boss, you probably don't, right? I don't know. So how do you feel about working for, she's like writing a play. So how do you feel about working for a violent sex offender? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That you should, you can just go on and live your normal life. I would think that you do have to notify he just didn't. I bet he, I bet it was on the record somewhere. So if you searched sex offenders in your area, he would come up, but right. I bet he doesn't have to tell them if he's the boss. Right. Ugh. Maybe kids, but then if kids, like your kid comes to the office, fuck man. I mean, I mean, clearly this guy wasn't fucking following the rules to begin with. So. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you're, if you're, if you just got a new job, you want to check LinkedIn. You want to check sex offenders, the sex offenders registry. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Anyways, on August 31st, Kyla Brown and Charlie Carver, who live right up the street from me, went missing when they answered an ad for Colep to do some work, help cleaning up the property. When they arrived, he pulled a gun and took them hostage. He immediately shot and killed Charlie and buried him oh. in a shallow grave next to where the shipping container. Oh, so she knew where. Yeah, she did. Where Kyla was chained up for over two months. Two days after the couple went missing, Anderson County police started pinging Kyla's cell phone, which eventually led police to Colip's property. It took them two weeks to get a search warrant. They started with flyovers of the property before taking their search to the ground. Police eventually heard Kyla pounding on the storage container and found, and they found her her unharmed. Shortly after Kala was rescued, police realized they were dealing with serial killer. They have since found three other bodies Jesus. on the property. He also confessed to a 13-year-old case where four employees at a Spartansburg motorcycle shop were shot in the back in broad daylight with no witnesses. I mean, what in the actual fuck? Google it. There is a weird, there is, there is weird shit coming out daily on this guy. Dude. I am a transplant from Chicago and am seen often as the northern aggressor who won't say hi to anyone, but this further proves your argument of fuck politeness. Apologize later. I do not need help with my groceries. I don't want to start small talk over my accent. And thank you, Todd Colup, for ruining nature. Uh, thanks for taking the time to read my story. Stay out of the woods. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Stephanie. What the fuck? That was crazy. I great. wonder who the other bodies are. And I want to look up that fucking shooting. Right. I love when like, okay, like the, the murder I'm, I know I'm going to do in Chicago. Like I, there's one of two, but these like huge crimes that people don't, when there's like a mass shooting and people are like, how, like the yogurt shop murder. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck do we still not know who did these? And then just some guy confesses and it's like, okay. Yeah. We would have never found this person. Yeah. He has no links, no ties. It's just some random person that's living to escape these evil things they've done. Totally. And moving away, like moving to South Carolina, moving to the countryside so that they, so that. I mean, at first when I, when this story broke and they were like, we found a, this kidnapped girl, then it was like, oh, I was so happy for her. You know, like it's, her life's going to suck and be awful and hard to get through, but she can get through it. And I was, when there's, when there's a survivor story, I'm so fucking relieved and happy, but it's just not, it's not, I mean, her boyfriend was killed next to her, you know, probably and as an intimidation thing for her and Barry oh, what a fucking I mean who knows who knows no it's hugely huge trauma and insane but she did live and that's totally that's that is amazing well, because that those are the stories I mean there's four other bodies on his property yeah. or three other bodies on his property and four people he killed in a motorcycle shop she's l so lucky I know so lucky to be alive God bless her as Karen would say Amen. God bless God bless her God bless her how long should we do one short one more and then and then have charity corner sure okay all right this is called my hometown horror horror uh hi hey i'm new to your podcast nice work by the way and i don't know if you're still wanting stories about hometown murders oh we are but here's mine if you want it or not <laughs> i want you casey i want you to be more confident <laughs> casey i feel like you feel very vulnerable sending in this murder yeah and we got you yeah baby. you don't need to make yourself small no we're here with you celebrate good times come on come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um so casey says back when i was about six or seven something happened that shook our town to this day a 17 year old girl went out for a run on endless country roads in this area well not surprisingly she went missing years and years went by flash forward to 2010 another jogger finds this trash bag on the side of the uh. road for whatever reason this weirdo decides to look into the bag <laughs> 
Inside were some of the remains of the woman dismembered and shoved into the bag. Upon further investigation, four more bags were found scattered around the country, county, not country, county, all containing the same woman's pieces. Fucking hell. It was that girl that had gone missing in the 90s, grown up and fucking dismembered. Grown up. Wait. The girl who had was a teenager and went missing in the fucking 90s. Oh, this wasn't her teenage body. This, this was her, was her grown up. This is what it looks like. Some fucked up fuck kidnapped that girl, held her for almost 20 years, oh. murdered her. This is a sad ending to your last story. Then fucking dismembered her and threw her in the side ditch. Yep, that's what happened here. Nothing had happened before that and nothing has happened since. The fucker was never caught and the poor family never got any answers. <sighs> he lives in town, clearly, right? You wouldn't bring her all the way back to town. 20 you look so sad. I, well, I just don't I mean, I don't I don't have a theory except for it's so dark. It's just like so dark. The 20 years Part. Horrible. Um, but what really screws up my mind is that this rando kept this innocent girl alive somewhere close to this town for almost yeah, 20 years and no thing. one was able to find and save her. How terrible it must have felt to be her and not be able to get help for that long. Also, how sad for her family to realize no, that it's so awful. And then said, also, what possesses someone to hold someone hostage for that long and then all of a sudden kill them? What could have happened to make him snap and murder her after so long? Okay, I'll stop thinking about it and let you guys mull this over. Thanks for Thanks. Thanks. Well, I mean, aren't these always the questions that come up that cannot be answered? It's the reason that everybody's interested in this stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, what kind of monster? What does he look like? Does he look like... Have you seen pictures of Todd Kolep, the other guy? Yeah. He's really big. Yeah. Like, he's a very, very large man. Yeah. I just wonder, like, after 20 years, like, don't you get attached to to the... your victim at some point? Not if you're a psychopath or a right, sociopath. Right. No way. Which you would have to be to do that. I mean, no, it's... Tw- they found her adult body. I was not expecting that. I yeah, thought maybe they would find her, you know, like she had been kept somewhere as a dead teen body. It's just a new low. Poor sweet <laughs> angel. Poor sweet little... Oh man! Well, I, well, we went up for a little while, and then we just went, we right, went right back down. Back down. What do we expect? I don't know. Um, well, I feel just as awful. How about you? Yeah, I feel pretty bad. Well, at the end of the show, now we're doing one good thing, saying one good thing that happened to us this week. Oh yeah, what good thing happened to you this week? Nothing, but uh, but I want to say that I, Karen, we donated some money. As my favorite murder. Oh. Um, today. I, so Brian Safi and, um, Aaron Gibson from the Throwing Shade podcast started posting on Instagram just screen grabs of the charities they were just donating to. And then it was just like, just do this. Just do it. Like they kept posting places that they were donating to. And I was like, all right, you know what? I feel like shit. I'm going to try that. So I did a couple and I did one. Uh, as my favorite murder to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Great. So we did that. That's one good thing. That's perfect. Right? That's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Money counts. Spend your money wisely. Yeah. And if you don't have money to give, just give blood or become a bone marrow uh, transplant. I'm on the bone marrow transplant. Are you Are you a bone marrow? I'm a donor. What did I say? <laughs> Wow, I didn't even catch that. Don't Meryl? <laughs> Shit, man. And can I point out I've been drinking water this whole time? Yeah, it's I'm so not even, cold. Um, so, I mean, I'm no, shit-based, just... but I am just haven't been drinking. <laughs> but you're just drinking water. Yeah. Uh, bone marrow <laughs> transplant donor list. Um, and blood. <laughs> but try to give money. You're just like, give every possible just thing. Give just it all do, away. You know what it is? Just try to do things for other people. That's actually, it really is yeah. something that makes people feel better is when you make human connection and you help out. Yep. Be a helper. I think that's a great idea. Um, it's also something that I, I have to say, like, I, I'm not that good at because I'm always like time and, oh, and it's pain or my comfort or whatever. Yeah. I feel like that's something I would like to do better at. Which is like, that's the whole idea of like volunteering is sacrifice and you're supposed to be kind of giving yeah. of yourself. It's supposed to be time off of your couch where you're not comfortable. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So the thing I was going to mention is our friend Glennis McCarthy, who is Matt McCarthy's wife. 
Of the We um, Watch Wrestling podcast. Of the We Watch Wrestling podcast. Uh, of George's husband's podcast. Yay. And Glennis's grandpa had Alzheimer's. And it's a, the Alzheimer's organization, which is, it's act.alz.org. You can go there and Glennis's walk donation page. You can donate to her because there, there's going to be the, the walk on November 12th. And, um, you can donate to support her walk. Her, her name is spelled Glennis, G-L-E-N-N-I-S, apostrophe S, walk donation page. I'm sure if you search it on, um, the Alzheimer's Association website, you will find it. Um, and my mom has a page on there as well. My mom died of oh. Alzheimer's in January and I had a lot of very lovely people when she died donate to that page. It's just, the, it's a disease that has to get cured because so many people are getting it and they're right on the verge of a yeah. cure. Um, they say there's a cure coming that they're working on right now and they're trying to get into the final stages that, that doesn't just uh, stop the Alzheimer's, it reverses right. it. It gets rid of the plaque or the thing that they think causes it in the brain. Yeah, it kind of flushes it out. Yeah. Wow, so that would be if that if that's something we could do, it's as big to me as like cancer, obviously, because for personal reasons, but also because it's the kind of thing that like the way people live in this country and, uh, you know, it's it's becoming the the hugest problem. Yeah. And so and it's a long it's a long haul when someone you love gets it. It's not it's awful. It goes on for years yeah. and it's terrible. So, yeah, a lot of people need support giving money to the Alzheimer's um, organization. You know, they have a lot of great support um, groups and stuff. They you know, there's outreach and they help people a lot. There's yeah. a lot of good help. So if your family's going through that. Um, you probably already have, I mean, Jesus, all you do is look stuff up on the internet, yeah. but, um, Alzheimer's organization is a, is a really good one. And so there's, I guess their walk, I think their walk is every year on November 12th or like every year in November. Yeah. But, um, please donate to that. Definitely. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm glad I like that. that. Maybe we should just do that at the end. We each have a charity that we're, or some charitable organization that we Ew, not every week. I know. That's just fake. Then it's like, oh, so save the starfish. Like, <laughs> come on. I don't care about that many things. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. You can. I'm You're good. the good one. <gasps> Look at my friend Mimi. Mimi came to see you. Mimi's my friend and she's not everybody's friend. No, Mimi don't like everyone. She freaked, She gets a little freaked out. You guys, she digs you too. Yeah. Um. Well, go... go you guys go do something good for someone. Yeah. And it'll make you feel better about how fucked up everything is. <laughs> right? Let that what happens. Right? Let us know if it works. Yeah. Hey Elvis, come in here. Um, thanks for listening, you guys. We hope uh we hope, you know? We have hope. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Elvis? <clears throat> do you want a cookie? Come on, man. Oh man. El Mimi, you want a cookie? Mimi. No. Mom, Mimi, wanna be my friend? Elvis, cookie! Hi! Cookie! <laughs> <laughs> cookie! Alright. Oh, I think I heard him. Cookie! I, I mean. See, we go. Yeah, there. Yeah, here he comes. Here he goes. Elvis, you want a cookie? You want cookie? Finally! You want a cookie? Take your time. <laughs> well, now you're gonna have to wait for a cookie. Yeah. Just kidding. Well, cookie! Cookie! cookie. He's like, yeah. All right, yeah. bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>